reparations, I mean, it's 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 a whole lot. It's it's a whole lot into that. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's a whole lot into that, man. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, we need it. Mm-hmm. We do need it because, like I said, it was built on the backs of Black America. All right. Okay. That man, you know, went down there. Let's. All right. Let's touch on it real quick. Let's touch on it. <laughs> we got to go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Opinionated Brothers Podcast. I am your host, Travis Porter. I have with me my co-host, the man who is so black, he eats cotton candy with a fork, DJ. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's your boy, DJ, a.k.a. Mr. Get Em Right, a.k.a. Mr. Blackity Black, Black the Black, y'all. Come on now. All right, so before we begin, let's just get right into it. We're going to have a little state of the show meeting. DJ called me yesterday. And cut that all the chatter. We had about a good 30, 45 minute conversation, which actually probably could have been longer. <laughs> I think it was about 55 minutes, actually. Well, there who's you counting? go. Who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? Bottom line is DJ thought I was trying to quit the show. Facts. Facts. I had to get on my boy for a minute. I had to see where his head was at. What the deal is, like we've said many times before, all the editing, all the post work, that's all us. I hate to say mostly me because I don't want to toot my own horn. But, oh no, the editing, that's you. That's you. But, uh with my new change at my job on top of a class that I'm taking, which is about a year and a half long, that's d- taking time away from the show. And I started to get a little bit discouraged because I was afraid I wouldn't have as much time to dedicate to make getting out the best show that we believe that you guys deserve. That being said, was I thinking about quitting the show? No. But my motivation definitely was not up because I didn't want to have, I didn't want us to be just to be sitting on recordings and me not having the time to get to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. If we can help it, we're not going anywhere. No. We have anything to say about the opinionated brothers are going nowhere. No, we got to stay. Uh, we ain't moving. All I'm asking is for y'all to stay on board, grow with us, roll with us. We all got an opinion. You got an opinion. We got an opinion. Boy, I'm one of you. I'm AKA just like you. Other things we talked about were maybe finding a editor to help us editor, put this together. But I'm also going to help you too. I'm, I'm going to head and yes. learn the um, program myself. Yeah. That is another thing DJ said he would do. He said he would learn the editing software uh-huh. and to try and edit some shows. Himself. And without, he can hopefully he'll put together some solo shows. I know this man has a lots of things oh, on his mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm telling oh, you, yeah. w- once he learns this software, I guarantee you, you're going to be hearing a lot more from him. <laughs> yeah, but when you, know. but, but, but when you hear from me, you hear from us. It's not going to be something that's just going to sit back and I'm trying to make this thing on my own because we're opinionated brothers. It's not no opinionated me. It's all about taking a weight off one shoulders and putting on the other one and if I feel like I'm overloaded to put it back on you, you know what I mean? So like I said, man, I'm, we all here, we in this thing together, man. Our other co-host, you know, he has, uh, he have a lot on his plate right now. So we can't um, force him to want to do this, you know? I mean, 
doing this, you got to have a love for it. This is something that got to be in you. You got to want to be able to speak. You know what I'm saying? I, I shouldn't have to force you to speak. And I'm not saying this to not, no knock to him or anything like that because I love him. You know what I'm saying? That's like my, that's our young brother right there, man. And, you know, we're wishing him the best right now. We want, we want him to uh, jump back on when he can, but hopefully he'll understand that the most power that you can possibly have is a platform to be able to speak whatever you want to, to speak whatever you want to and be able to stand on it. No matter what nobody feel about you, nobody, what nobody got to say about you, nobody, no matter how people look at you, people going to look at you sideways every single day. The thing is being able to use the power that you have, which is your voice and being able to, you know, uplift people because like they always say, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And, you know, I can kill you spiritually or I can help you live. And the thing is, I choose to have my, to use my voice for what God gave it to me for. And that's to speak, speak on topics that others can't speak on and scared to speak on. Tim will always be a part of the show. Always. Real talk. This was actually his idea. Yeah, it was. <laughs> when we were working together, he came to me. I don't know if we've told this story before, but when we, no, were, we, haven't. When we were working together, Tim actually came to me. I guess our connection was just so, we just vibed together so well. He just said, we should do a podcast. And then about a year or so after that, I mentioned the DJ. Three of us hook up. The rest is history. The rest is history. Just like that. And I also want to tease another project I've been interested in. You got interested uh-huh. in getting in. Both DJ and I are married. Two women, not each other. Uh-huh. Other women. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, right. There's anything, now, there's anything wrong with that, but we're just married to other women. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. DJ and I being both men of faith, Christians, uh, we uh-huh. believe every marriage is a ministry. Right. One night, I'm talking to my wife. We're just in our in our bedroom on our chairs. And it's, when she's talking, I'm like, you, I told her, do you know what I'm imagining right now? She said, what? A mic in front of me, a mic in front of you, and just recording. And she smiled. Matter of fact, we kind of got into it when I told her about doing this podcast because she almost insisted on being a part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, I want to say no. Yeah, How about well, that. But yeah, I brought that idea to DJ, and it won't be just me and my wife. It'll be DJ and his wife as well. All right. When, if they want to talk and have a discussion, they can set that up, and we'll talk. It'll be the four of us sometimes. Right. Um, don't have anything in concrete, but we're in the pre-planning stages, so. Keep, keep 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 listening. Yeah, keep listening. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff coming ahead. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Why would I be playing that song? 
Hey, it's Black History Month. Black History Month. <laughs> yes, yes. So well, can I be honest with you? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, because it might be the same thing. Go ahead. To me, Black History is 365, 24-7. That's what I was going to say. I, I got it. It's not quite the next thing on the docket, but we'll bump it up some. Uh-huh. Uh, I think a little bit, little, little, I think a little history on Black History Month. Forgive me for not knowing the dates, but I think it started off as, as Black History Week. The reason February, I didn't know this, the reason I heard it on the NPR podcast, Code Switch, but it was originally in February because that was Abraham Lincoln's and Frederick Douglass's birthday. Uh-huh. That's why supposedly it was starting in February. Do we need Black History Month? No, because Black for, History for, to me is every day. As I get older, I'm starting to think, you know, we don't, why just... Let me tell you, let me tell you how the times are, though. This, this, this is going to trip you out. Did you know Black History Month first started in the United States in 1970? Uh, I'm not surprised at all. Black History Month was first proposed by Black educators and Black United States students at Kent State. Kent State University in February 1969. The first celebration of Black History Month took place at Kent State one year later from January the 2nd to February the tw- February the tw- from January the 2nd to February the 28th, 1970. But the first National Negro History Week was 1962. That, that's what I was going to say. It started off as Negro History Week, not Black History Week. Right, right. Uh, 1962 or 26? I'm the 26. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, 26. That's fine. My parents were well into their adulthood, into their adult life when it became Black History Month. Right. So. Right. So what are your arguments for why we don't need Black History Month? I do a lot of reading, man, and, and I try I try my best to teach all my nephews and nieces and everybody that you don't need a month to actually learn about your past. You know what I'm saying? Because that is something you should be trying to learn every single day. You need to learn and, and try to soak in as much as a sponge right now because a lot of that stuff is going to get erased soon. So you need to be learning this stuff so you can put back into people because a lot of stuff get changed and, and filtered and whitewashed down the line. I'm just being honest, you know, if I can speak my truth for a minute. Why do we have to limit ourselves to just a month when everybody else is being taught throughout the whole entire year? To me, Black Americans has d- done more for the United States of America. And I'm not, and this is just my opinion. No, don't. Hey, it's just my opinion. My opinion. We have so many black inventors who who invented so much, man. I mean, and people are still utilizing this type of stuff to this day, like right now. I mean, security systems and all that stuff. I mean, I, I guarantee you, you didn't even know that a black woman was basically the first one that started something like that, right? Marie Van Britten Brown. Ms. Brown invented in the in the 60s, gave birth to the companies like ADT and other home security companies. Her invention, man, she made back in that's my back in the day, dog. This this is somebody that don't even be spoken on. But you'll look at somebody like who 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 do they talk about all the time? Like Franklin. What what's his name? The telephone guy? Yeah. What's his name? Oh no, the electricity guy, Benjamin Franklin. Electric Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. But it that it was also with him that's, that, 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 that doesn't even be spoken about that much. I forgot that guy's name, but you'll talk about Benjamin Franklin all day. And somebody like Miss Brown, you don't even speak on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the little stuff like that. That's why I said Black History Month is not needed because this is something that will be taught throughout the entire year because so many people are not being spoken on. What's your argument, though? I mean, Black history should be part of American history. Of course. I mean, of course. It is. It is, though. 
Uh, as far as a curriculum, I mean, ah, yeah. as yeah, far I as like a curriculum. I mean, if you want to have African-American studies, obviously have at it. You want to measure African-American studies? Absolutely. Why not? But it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be excluded, you know, to just one month. You know what I'm saying? No, it should. I agree 100 percent. Yeah, like you want to major in African-American history just like you can major in art history. I, I really I really don't even like saying African-American history. Did I say you that? Know? Yeah. I didn't even realize I said that. I know because it rolls off the tongue <laughs> so perfectly. But you know, it's, it's it's to the point where you know our history is American history. You know, everybody. You know, we got to distinguish ourselves to make it like okay. Let's say African American history because you know they're black and no, we're we're American. Point blank, period. You know, basically, America was built on our backs, and people don't even want to talk about that. Do you agree with that, absolutely. or is that just me? No, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I was about to call her my homegirl. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite political commentators, and I don't know if she's a journalist, Angela Ra. Mm-hmm. She has like this whole line of clothing. We built this joint for free. It's, it's absolutely it's so true. It's absolutely built on the backs of people. It's so true. Black people, the back, the backs of black people. And, and and you know, I I I really don't I really don't want people I really don't want people to just take this the wrong way. But all you have to do is go and look for yourselves. I mean. Really take your time out and really look how free labor that was done by our ancestors, free labor built this entire country. I don't care what do you say. I'm even the money to be able to funnel through this government came from the work that we was doing in these fields and these in these farms as far as like for vegetation. You know, it's so much. Kroger is built off our back, basically. <laughs> It wouldn't have been a Kroger, basically, if it wasn't for, you know, the black people who's working the fields and stuff. So I, I, I realized that the way Dr. King felt before he passed away, I mean, killed. it was justified. Yeah, before yeah before he was killed. I'm sorry. Before he was murdered. <laughs> before he was murdered. Um, it was justified because that was, he should have felt that way. The reason I say that is because Dr. King's birthday was January 15th. Which just happens to be my wife's birthday as well. Happy birthday, baby. Happy belated birthday. It happens every year. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Who do we see posting his quotes, taking them out of context, saying he didn't die for this? Who's the same people that we see doing that every year? The same people who said black lives doesn't matter. Exactly. I'm to the point now, it's just like, I'm just, I'm just tired of talking to brick walls. I'm just tired. I think we all are, man. <laughs> At some point, when do you stop talking to the brick wall and actually start talking to the people who are listening? I mean, a brick wall can't even think for itself. The brick wall, you can't even say, take a sip of water on its own. A brick wall, it's just there. I wish I had a plan for that because I'd have had my stats. I think it was something along the lines of like 60% of people were not favorable towards Martin Luther King back when he was alive. It was probably more than that. No, it was way more than that. And now, now, now I think like it's an overwhelming majority who are fa- who are favorable. Looking in hindsight, yeah, yeah. Now, like, now, yeah. Now, like, it's it's part of like you said, his whitewashing. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying because it's 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 done to make you look 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 like uh oh, what are you mad about? That's over with. That's done. Nobody thinks that way anymore, and you still think in the same way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's. It's, it's, it's wild to me, man, the, the, the way they do things and be like, no, nobody ever felt that way. Everybody loved Dr. King. Where are you coming from? The FBI right. said themselves that they hated Dr. King and they wanted Dr. King taken out. 
wasn't he like their like number one number one target target somewhere? Yes, yes, yes. Every phone that he had, I mean, every household, everywhere, all that man, he was like they, they was watching him twenty four seven. They had a unit. They had their own unit, man, just for Doctor King. Do you do you understand that 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 goes to show you that they was really scared of? They felt like he was creating a movement that was going to be unstoppable, and they said we got to stop him because we was all good when it was all about peace, and that we could just slap him in their face, and you know they're going to be comfortable. But as soon as Doctor King was like, "No, we're going to put a we're going to put a million feet on the ground, and we're going to go to Washington D.C. and we're going to ask for our money, and we're going to demand," they was like, "He got to go," because now we're going to have two people thinking on the same level. Dr. King and Malcolm X thinking the same way, it's going to be a problem. So that's what I was going to ask. There's the, um, it's not a misconception, but it's what I'm doing is basically a oversimplification of it. Towards the end of their lives, if I'm to understand, they didn't really switch ideologies. Uh-uh. They were kind of, tw- they were kind of like shifting more towards each other. Yeah. They were shifting a little bit more towards, uh, towards uh, understanding each other a whole lot better. Yeah. Martin was kind of like, you know, I'm trying to be play kumbaya, and these mm-hmm. are like exactly every time we get. And Malcolm was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to Mecca, and you have all these other people. Maybe it's, it's more. It's more than just us, right? Like, like we we we're, we're all basically as one. Yeah. So he was he was ba- he was basically looking at it that that I can't really just hate you because you are my brother also. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, though. I could still demand the respect because I'm still that same man. You know what I mean? So Dr. King and him started to like see similar, like like they weren't indifference no more. They 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 were seeing they 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 had the same common goal, and that was to go up here and let 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 our people get what they deserve. You feel what I'm saying? That was the goal, and the government wasn't having it. They was like, no 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 way. There is no way we're gonna let the South get with the North. And come to Washington D.C. Meet in the middle. That's not going to happen. We can't do that. I mean, yeah, it's not like they were not going to Washington to overturn an election or nothing like that. Um, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not. It's not. It's not like we they was going to go in and you know, right? Just push down the doors and just yeah. go put their feet up on people's desks and stuff. I mean, that that they wasn't going to do that. You, you build a gallows outside the out, outside of Congress and you know, threaten to hang the vice president. No, no, they wasn't gonna do that. They weren't gonna put no news up on. on I know, I know. I know this is about Black history, but I have to say, Mm -hmm. how crazy is it that these people wanted to kill you? Right. They wanted you to die. Right. And well, I mean, he didn't really incite you know the riot. I I mean, what's the point of convict him? You were going to die. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. They wanted to kill right. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's, it's wild, the, isn't it? It's the cult of Trump. That's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, a cult is a cult. A terrorist group is a terrorist group. Hang uh, Mike so glad Pence. That, Those are the words hey, they said. I, I know. Mike I know they did. <laughs> they I said know. his name. That's wild. That's so wild. Hey. Hey, bro. It blew my mind also. It blew my mind. I'm sitting there like, how in the world do you send terroristic threats like that? And then you actually make your a boss. move the way you... yeah. your boss told him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
My kid. <laughs> that, that's wild right there, man. I mean, on every level. On every level, that's wild. That is so wild. One, I, I want to give kudos to, to, to Canada right now, though. They were one of the first ones that made uh, the Proud Boys a mm-hmm. terroristic group today. And I, I want to give them kudos for that. Good for them. They, they did it before the United States of, uh, of America did it. Canada. Canada did this. But like I said, Black History Month, 365, bro. Agreed. But I, I, I look forward to the day when I can tell kids, we used to have a Black History Month. And they're like, what right. do you mean Black History Month? Right. Where, where Black, where right. just where one month to celebrate uh-huh. Blackness is, is like a foreign, crazy concept. Right. It might not happen in my lifetime. It might. Who knows? A lot of people thought they'd never see a black president. Look what happened. Look what happened. So nobody ever thought they would see a, a woman vice woman. black, a black woman yep. as vice president. Look what happened. Yep. So, like I said, it's a it's a, it's a lot of stuff that, that 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 is happening right now. There's a lot of changes that are happening for the better. But at the same time, though, I mean, the mindset of the people right now are getting worse. It seems like, and Something gotta change. And hopefully, 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 if if they can finally do something for, I'm just gonna say it, the black, black, black Americans, if they can do something for us right now to actually give us an opportunity to be on the same playing field as everyone else, as far as like financially, to be able to build some kind of wealth for our kids going forward. So I almost I almost suggested talking about that, but I'm like, uh, that's a lot of research and a lot of a lot of going deep it would have been up all night reparations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna be. I mean, rep, 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 reparations. I mean, it's 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 a whole lot. It's it's a whole lot into that. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's a whole lot into that, man. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, we need it. Mm-hmm. We do need it because, like I said, it was built on the backs of Black Americans. All right. Okay. Got that. Yet. We went down there. Let's. All right. Let's touch on it real quick. Let's touch on it. <laughs> we got to go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um. Me and my wife, bro, we bro, we almost got divorced over there. <laughs> and she was she was she was hot at me. She was hot at me. I said, of course it won't reparations, but I honestly don't know what that looks like. What I mean by that is, do you just give out checks? Do you give opportunities? Do you like what what do you give? And my 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 argument against just giving out checks was okay, you give every black family just to say a million dollars, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we do with that? Because, because what I what I don't want is black people to get that money, you know, throwing it out, and we back to where we started in one generation. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should just get a check because I think oh. a check should come along with it. But I think we should we we we, we deserve exactly what they said: forty acres and a mule. We need all that. We need we need we need land. We need land. We need we need land. We need an opportunity to be able to build on our land. We need financial. You know what I'm saying? We need we need money. We need all that. We deserve it. Our ancestor died, you know, and still and, and, and they died broke after all the work and everything they put into, you know, what I'm saying to build this country. Everything that every I'll say every 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 other big name family that's out here right now are are, are basically living off of what our ancestors did, except us. We're still in the same position that, that we were before. Well, not all of us, because like I said. We, we we all had little different opportunities, but we still don't have the wealth that we that, that we deserve. Because right now, I mean, everybody that I know 
still living paycheck to paycheck. If something drastic happens, something bad happens, you could lose it all tomorrow. And your daughter and your and your sons and and your brothers and sisters will never ever even know that we ever had money. You know what I'm saying? So check this out. Check this out. It's funny we're not in the same position as we we were, but we still are. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You look at all these subdivisions that are coming up. These new subdivisions Uh or these new houses. Who's primarily moving in? Like right now, where we just moved in, it's at least ninety percent black. Now, yeah, I guarantee that. Now, now that's what I mean. Yeah. Back in the seventies, it wasn't like that. So now we're we're back where white people were back in the (laughs) seventies. Back in the seventies. So where are they now? So I mean, I can tell you you where they at. I know where they at. They they, they're all moving away from subdivisions in the rural areas. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're in the same spot. I don't think is that we traded places because they put us in the inner city because they wanted they wanted us close so they can go ahead and round you up and, and go to prison and use free labor once again because that was the whole goal. Send as many black men to prison as you possibly can because we need free labor again. As soon as you go, you, 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 you're, you're a product of the state then. You know what I'm saying? And once you become a product of the state, you're basically a slave. Now that they didn't, they they didn't build up everything that they needed. You know what I'm saying? As far as these schools and other uh, warehouses and all that type of stuff on free labor, they pushed us back all out to the suburbs again, and now they're taking it back over in the rural area. Classism, that classism. If you're rich, you're living in the city now. Yeah, you're living in the city, or you're living far out somewhere with a whole lot of land, like Peachtree City, or somewhere like that. You know, East Coweta, stuff like that. The only way we're going to be able to get some anything when it comes to reparation is be give us some land, give us an opportunity to build on our land, give us some money. We need that. We need all that. We need all that, bro. You remember the 1619 project? What's the 1619 project? I'm oversimplifying it, but it was basically basically a plan to teach the true history of America, how slavery influenced the racial uh, the racism that occurred during those times and to basically say, hey, America is not as, didn't have as clean, great history as you think it does. Uh-huh. That was essentially the 1619 Project. Like I said, oversimplifying it, but that's the gist of it. Do you know what our previous administration's answer to that was? What was it? Remember the 1776 Commission? What was it? Well, you know what happened in 1776, you know, the Declaration of Independence, 1776, all that good stuff, you know. Okay, 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 okay. It was was basically, it was basically whitewashing history, the the initiative to whitewash history. It was kind of in response to the 1619 Project. Can you imagine the backlash if we're getting rid of Black History Month? Black history is going to be taught alongside American history. It's going to be incorporated in all the books. Oh, what? What do you mean? What like what's the problem? They're gonna tell us all how much why why we're evil we are and bruh. But you know, it's, it's like over I don't a period of time. I don't want to cut you off, but it's like anytime you try to expose the the ugliness of some of America, somebody's like, oh, no, 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 don't don't look at that. But it's uh-huh. <laughs> they change it. It's it's like a relationship, man. If you if you just keep hiding the problem, it's just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger until something gives. Uh huh. I agree. I agree. I agree. But you know, 
we're gonna have to do a show later on down the line on this sixteen nineteen project because that right there, pe- people don't, people don't even understand how deep you just went because all you did was just touch a surface on that right there mm-hmm. because it go it goes a whole lot deeper because yeah. that's still going on right now how yeah. how history changed over mm-hmm. and over and over and over to fit however they wanted to fit and they and they force you to memorize this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's fake history. You know what I'm saying? Fake news. Yeah. Fake news. There you go. That's real fake news though. That's the real <laughs> that's the real fake news. <laughs> Speaking on Black History, from back in our school days, you know you had you had the uh, pages on the walls. You had your Harriet Tubman, your Martin Luther King. You had your you know you had you had your typical Black History figures. I don't want to use the word favorite, but like what's your most appreciated or overlooked or underappreciated Black History figure? To be honest with you, I have I have plenty. I have, I have so many. But today I'm I'm gonna um, single out uh, my boy Henry Hank Aaron. Hammer and Hank. We just lost a legend at 86 years old. And people really forget how awesome this guy really was. Coming up in the era, you know, in the 50s through the 60s and the 70s, and being such a prolific figure for the black community and, and actually standing out there and actually like dominating though. I mean, people in the crowds are using the N-words on him every single day and he's still going out there, you know, representing for the culture. You know what I mean, and 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 he don't get, he he don't be spoken on enough, especially when it comes to Major League Baseball. I feel like they always want to talk about him just for for hitting home runs. But people, were, let me let me let me tell you something that people forgot about. Hank Aaron made twenty one straight All Star games. That is unheard of, bro. From nineteen fifty five to nineteen seventy five, twenty one straight. A 21-year career is, un- is unheard of in anything. Well, baseball, you just not, not much wear and tear. But 21 years, that's that's at the top of your level. This man made the All-Stars 21 straight years. That goes to show you the level this guy was playing on. This guy was out of this world. He was out of this world. Babe Ruth didn't even come close to playing those type of games. That, that I mean, Come on, dude. Like, how, how can you not consider him – if not the best baseball player to play the game, how can you not consider him in the top two? <laughs> I'm not even going to say the top three or the top ten. I'm talking about the top two. Who's number one? You know, Who, who's the other one in the top two? I don't even know. But I know he's, he's one of them. He's one of them. That's, that's, that's one thing I can tell you. He's one of them. And, and, and people, people fail to, like, to speak on that. Like, 21 straight years? Do, do, do you know how much respect they give people for making eight? all-star appearances in their career 
This man went to 21 straight. And that's why I wanted to use this moment right now to, you know, to just highlight Hank Aaron right now, you know what I mean? Because he was a black pioneer and, you know, he's a part of history and he's a part of, you know, the ugly America where they didn't even want black people playing baseball, football, basketball. And, you know, for him to come in and to really like carry the weight of having to prove yourself every single day and, you know what I'm saying, to swing that big bat and really to go out there and dominate, you know what I'm saying, every end words you call me, I'm going to give you a home run for it. And he gave it to you. And that's why, that's why I wanted to use today, man. So before I say mine, who plays Hank Aaron in the inevitable biopic? Oh, man. To be honest with you, the perfect person to play shout out to him, too, because he's a legend in his own right. Chad with Bozeman. I hate that we lost the legend. He can't be Jackie and Hank. Oh, yes, he can. <laughs> he can do it. He could do it. Hey, if there's anybody who could play multiple roles and do it well, I'm giving it to my boy Chadwick. But I thought you, about, um, I thought you were about to say I, Denzel at first. But you, I can't, I can't, I can't even pick Denzel because Denzel older now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's and why I said. That's Hank. why I said like, yeah, maybe he's kind of old for Jack for uh, Hank Aaron. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he's, he's older now for the Hank Aaron. But if I had to pick anyone right now, right now, if you put me on the spot right now to pick somebody to play Hank Aaron in a biopic. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm gonna have to come back to you on that one. That's a tough one. Man, I can't even really think of nobody right now. I can't. I, I mean, because there's so many different people. I can't. I can't say Will Smith. Will Smith don't compare. I can't say Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx a little older, but I'm gonna have to come back to you on that. But I'm. I'm but before the end of the show, I'm, I'm gonna have somebody for you. Well, go ahead. Go, go and do me yours. I'm going to say not necessarily for his looks, but for the way when this when this man acts, I, I like feel his emotion. Michael B. Jordan. Perfect. You're right. You're right. I will use Michael B. Jordan. That's one. And that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite actors, man. I, I've been I've been I've been I've been a Michael, Michael B. Jordan fan since Friday Night Lights, man. I thought you were about to say Fruitvale Station. No, Friday Night Lights before Fruitvale. Yeah, but that's a good that's a good pick. You know what? I, I think I think I'm gonna just jump on the bandwagon. I'm gonna go with that with you. But that's a good pick. Creed came on TV the other day. I was like, I mean, I, I have it, but I forgot how good that movie was. Oh, it's good, bro. When that last round, mm-hmm. he was like, "I gotta prove it." Like, prove what? That's not a mistake. I was like. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's so real. It's so real. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. People don't, I mean, it's a lot of people that will never, ever know what that feels like. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I mean, like, I, my, my, my dad's still alive. I've used with my whole life. But I was like, oh, God, I'm about to cry. You I'm like, dang, man. I felt that. I felt that. Look what he's doing it for. Right. You know what I'm saying? And to, and to realize this, this whole moment, everything boiled down to this right here. You know what I mean? This is what he's been fighting for the whole time. This is the reason he, 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 he was doing everything that he was doing. It's that moment. 
my most underappreciated one is also a sports one. Not quite as famous as Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ever heard of Willie O'Ree? Willie O'Ree. Mm-hmm. For, the, for those of you who don't know, big hockey fan. A little bit relapsed because of COVID and I cut the cord so I don't have I don't have the access to hockey games as much as I did. Big hockey fan. Don't know when I got into it. Don't know why. I just know I love it. Willie O'Ree, he was essentially the Jackie Robinson of the NHL. Uh, almost 10 years after Jackie Robinson. What was 47? Was that Jackie Robinson? Yeah. I think 47. Robinson was 47. Willie O'Ree debuted for the Boston Bruins in 1958. Uh, he yep. only played two games that year. I think he played a total of 40 to 45 games in like two years. He didn't, he didn't, he played those two games in 58, came back in 61 to play the rest of his career, uh, like 40, 43 uh-huh. games. Only scored 14 points, which, A, you know, it's average. That, plus me being a hockey fan, made me really appreciate him. All right. You know what I'm saying? Because no secret, not a lot of black people play hockey. He went through similar things that Jackie Robinson went through. Uh-huh. N word this, N word that. Um, this is from his mouth. Cities in the U.S. were much, much worse <laughs> than Toronto and Montreal. Do you see? Yeah. This person, by the way, Willie O'Ree was Canadian. He was black, but he was also Canadian. Uh-huh. Some of the things he was told, go back to the South. How come you're not picking cotton? That kind of stuff, of course. Inward, inward, inward. Uh-huh. After him, though, the next black player wasn't until 1974. His name was Mike Marson, another Canadian. First actual African-American was a man named Val James. He debuted uh, 1986, I believe. Nope, that was his last season. 81 for the Buffalo Sabres. He played okay. seven games that year. He didn't play again until 1986. So the thing about the NHL is, I don't know if it's like this in other sports. Yeah. I mean, he played, he continued to play hockey. He played in the minors. The thing about NHL is they can call you up, play one game, then send you right back down. I don't think there's a minimum like time. Baseball. That's how baseball is. So they can have, you know, shortage, shortage, hey, we need such and such, such and such to come up, play for a couple of games. Play those games. Player comes back. All right. Appreciate you. Back down to your amateur team. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Grant Fuhrer. Grant Fuhrer? No. Yeah. He was, um, he was another black Canadian. He was a goalie for the Edmonton Oilers. He was okay. part of that Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Yara Curie dynasty. That won those okay. Five, okay. those four Stanley Cups. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I think he actually won five. Funny fact: Wayne Gretzky never won another never won another Stanley Stanley Cup besides those four. Those four Stanley Cups in the eighties got traded mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Never won another cup. He didn't. Nope. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Crazy. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. I thought he did. Nope. He did. After, after he left the Oilers, he never won another cup. Wow. Wow, I did not know that. No, of course, obviously, there have been black players here and there. The first actual black player, I think, to actually be trained in America. I'm sorry, the first African-American player to be trained in America specifically was, I think his name was Mike Greer, and he debuted Mm -hmm. in 1996. As a hockey fan, there was a bunch I looked up to, even though I never played. Um, Anton Carter, he was Canadian, probably the most well-known in the early 2000s was Jerome McGinley, another um, Canadian. 
Kevin Weeks. He was a goalie, went to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2002, I believe. Joe Ward recently won a Stanley Cup with Washington. He's African-American. Right, right. I, I need to distinguish. Kevin Weeks was Canadian. Um, Dustin uh-huh. Bufflin, he played for the Thrashers. Rest in peace, Thrashers. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Rest in peace, Thrashers. He still plays for he still plays for the team rather than the Jets now. He's he's uh African American. But the majority of the black players are Canadian. And really Americans are like one third of the of the NHL at the most. <laughs> right. You know what right. I'm saying? And most of those players are from like Boston, Michigan, Minnesota. You know, they have their pockets. They do have their pockets of black players, but if you look at like a map, the majority of the black, black population density is where? In the South. It is. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you actually, do you honestly think the black players that play hockey, do you think they get a fair shot though? In the league, I do think so. In the league, okay. Mm-hmm. Before the league. You know, like, from, so. like from general population? Like I'm, I'm saying, just basically an opportunity to be able to make it to the league. I think so, and I'm going to tell you why. A lot of where they come from, the junior leagues. And you know where, those, you uh-huh. know where that is? That's, where? A, that's in Canada. That's why I think they get a fair shot. Okay. As a matter of fact, I can't, I can't remember the guy's name, but just this past year, a black player got drafted number two overall for the LA Kings. All right. I forgot his name. I, I, I know who you're talking about, though. I forgot his name, too. Before we got on, you told me you were playing 2K. Right. Being a hockey fan, I was obsessed with the NHL series. So obsessed, as a matter of fact, I think it was NHL 2006. No, it was NHL 2005. I had it for the GameCube. You could create You could create players. So I created myself. And uh-huh. A guy I think I went to middle school with, I can't remember his name. Bro, I had a whole story written out. I had had a multi-season story. Check this out. Check this out. (laughs) So at the time, the Pittsburgh Penguins, were they were like at the bottom of the league. They they, they were Uh bad. They were bad. So the story was, me and my friend, we got signed to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. And together we kind of you know, brought the team up. We were like Jordan and Pippen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were Jordan and Pippen. And the year before, I think it was like I think it's like three years for us to get back to the playoffs. Uh-huh. The year before that we was gonna win the cup, I was gonna get traded to Chicago. Why Chicago? <laughs> Why Chicago? That's where my wife was from. We were dating at the time. Oh wow. <laughs> I told you what I, this, <laughs> this is a movie script I had written out. <laughs> So Pittsburgh and Chicago, they're in two different conferences. Uh-huh. So I was going to lead the team. I was going to be the captain of Chicago, first black captain in NHL, first black right. first African-American captain of hockey team in NHL. My friend was going to be the captain of Pittsburgh, and we was going to meet in the finals. That was the whole story. <laughs> I, had, I had it written out, bro. I had it written out. You had a whole story. I had it written out, bro. I was going to do this. I was wow. going to do this. Wow. You know what stopped me? What stops you? Sidney Crosby. That mofo got Sydney drafted. Crosby. That mofo got drafted to the Penguins. I'm like, man, I can't even do my story no more. <laughs> Low key. <laughs> Low key. That's probably why I don't like Sidney Crosby. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> it probably is, by no fault of his own. Sidney Crosby a beast, though. But, oh yeah, but he's, he's that was Quentin uh, with Byfield. What is he? A, is he a winger? 
Does he's it a say? forward. Uh-huh. Forward. Okay, so he's a winger or a center then. Yeah, number two. Okay. He went number two yep. in the draft, uh, October 7, twenty twenty. He looked like he's nice too. Oh, he's nice. You you don't go number two and not be nice though. Uh. Uh-uh. But yeah, that was my uh, personal hockey black history anecdote story. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It still hurts that Jerome McGinley didn't win that cup in 2004. <laughs> I was rooting for a man, for real. But hey, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, it's just me being a black guy and liking the sport so much. It's representation matters. I was I used to draw a lot when I was a kid. And every superhero I drew, I didn't even realize that I was older. Guess what color they all were? White. They were all white. The majority was. That's, that's what all you, you know? saw. Yeah. That's what you know. And you don't even realize it. No, you don't. I, I, I hate to keep bringing up my daughter, but it's, it just means so much. We were doing like a little puzzle. It's uh-huh. like a, a little girl, you know, Afro puzzle and everything, little black girl doing science. Uh-huh. We put we put that thing together. You know what she said? What? Is that me? Daddy, she looks like me. Wow. Wow. That's deep. That's deep. That's why representation matters. So, so for the, all those who... <sighs> I don't want to get on my soapbox for people who... It just really... A couple of years ago, there was this whole thing about they were like trying to diversify comics, and they were like, they like when they they like made Falcon Captain America for a little while. Uh-huh. They had like a Riri Williams. She was she wasn't Iron Man, but she was a different character taking over for Tony Stark. You know, yeah. Miles Morales, that, that kind of stuff. And you just got these white guys, white people mostly. It's just like they're just complaining. Maybe I shouldn't blame them because they don't know because that's all they saw. But it's like. It means something for people to see that kind of stuff. This is the wild part right here. When you see somebody like Stan Lee and he tells you the reason he made X-Men. Bruh. <laughs> and, he te- and he tells you that Professor Professor Xavier and Magneto, who they were and who they stood for. When he tell you Prof- Professor X was Dr. King and Magneto was Malcolm X and the mutants were black people. When he tell when he tell you those things, and he said the reason that he couldn't use the color thing because at that time it was just strictly like black and white, and he really wanted white people to really be able to see themselves. On this is this is really how you treat those who are in the same community as you right now. These are the ones. These these are who you were talking about. You feel what I'm saying? And the thing and the thing is, I, I agree with you 100 when, when you when you said that I'm, I'm jumping on the subject real quick. When you said represent, representation matter, you see why when you lose someone like Chadwick Boseman, and you see so many black young men crying, boohooing, bawling their eyes out, even little black girls, because you had someone who was the highest level of representation when it came to comic book heroes that you can possibly have. He represented royalty. Everything that he stood for, everything that, you know, the way he carried himself, he carried himself like a, like the Black Panther for for real. And he made and he made so many kids proud to say, "Wow, I could be a hero. I could be, I could actually be a superhero." There's a black superhero who's actually good, and not it's not somebody who's going to get beat up and get killed and be a weakling amongst everyone else. He actually standing with everybody, you know, what I'm saying on his on his, on his TV series. You know what I mean? So representation does matter. And being able to uplift these young black men and women and make and make them feel proud of themselves and feel like they can carry themselves the same exact way. It's awesome, man. So I, I 
I agree with you 100% when you said that. Well, guys, thank you for joining us on this latest episode. We appreciate your patience. Like we said earlier, God willing. And if we have anything to say about it, we're not going anywhere. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash opinionated brothers podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and now Google Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at House of Wayne ATL. Follow DJ at None Your Business. <laughs> <laughs> you funny. <laughs> Opinionated Nation. I really, really appreciate you guys still sticking with us. I really hope you're gonna continue to stick with us through 2021 and beyond. I just wanna say thank you ahead of time because I already know everybody's gonna start listening. And everybody's going to jump on this train and keep rolling with us. And we're going to have an um, Instagram page up real soon for uh, for everybody in, in p and Nation. So you guys can have some, some content to be able to listen to, the pre-recordings and everything like that. So I'm, I'm just telling you guys to get ready because we're going full force this year. And I want you guys to uh, stay with us. Opinionated Nation, until next time. Love you, DJ out. Peace.